0: love talk radio
1: good morning good afternoon good evening no matter where you're listening around the world this is Sedona talk radio
0: and hello hello everyone out there in the big wide world this is Helena Steiner Hornstein being with you yet again saying hello, this time from Stockholm, Sweden. We will have a nice, cool 40 or 50 degrees like it has been during the last few days here. Nice, typical Swedish summer. <laughs> sometimes rain, sometimes sunshine, and um, people seem to like it. They are hardy, those Swedes. Anyway, today would be a very special time for me. I have uh, a very unique guest with me. We had a nice little chat here before the show, and we spoke in Swedish to get to to each other, because we're both originally Swedish. I happen to be in Sweden, but my guest is somewhere else. My guest today is Carl Kalman, and he is someone I'm sure you've heard of. He is famous because of his Maya calendar books and all the research he has made on the Maya culture. Uh, Dr. Kallerman has a background as an accomplished cancer researcher and environmental scientist, followed by a 20-year-long involvement with the Mayan calendar. As a young scientist, he was mentored to a PhD in physical biology by a member of the Nobel Committee, and that folks, that's very big, in Stockholm, and later in his own right served as a senior researcher at the University of Washington in Seattle, and a cancer expert for the World Health Organization. But now he's here with me and with us. Hello, Dr. Callumann.
1: Hello there, Helena. Good to be on your show
0: well thank you thank you for being on my show i'm delighted to have you and as i told you before this is a subject you know the mayan calendar i really don't know much about like everyone else out there i know about the hype for the 21st of december 2012 and i never believed we were going to explode and disappear out in the universe like some people did <laughs> promoted by the movies from hollywood too but i know you had from the beginning of course a different opinion but to me i'm very intrigued here you were a swedish scientist or you are a swedish scientist uh, still and i find the Swedish scientists to be quite conventional, to say the least. I mean, they are somehow in the box. This, time must, this must have been kind of unique for your colleagues that you got into this kind of subject. How did you fall into it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I do agree that is probably quite... Uh, unusual that uh, somebody from Sweden who is trained in the hard sciences actually goes in to study things that have a spiritual dimension and a spiritual um, aspect uh, to it. Um, and uh, But I, I, I look upon it as something I was simply born with. Uh, even though I was born very far away from the jungles of Guatemala, I was born in the city where you are right now in Stockholm. And uh, <clears throat> But there was a time when I was a graduate student at the University of Stockholm in 1979, when I, uh, well, I I just felt uh, I saw some opportunity to go to Mexico and um, uh, study Spanish and live in a Mexican family, and uh, I decided to do that, to to have a break from my usual work with the test tubes and uh, all that kind of things. And uh, so so I went there and um, I was, um, well, it was very fascinating for for me to come to that uh, colorful uh, culture, that Mexican culture in in general. And um, you know, uh, unbeknownst to myself, I arrived in Mexico City on on the Day of the Dead, and if you know what the Day of the Dead is, you can imagine this is this is chaos. There are millions of people going from in different directions of, of this huge city. They've all been out there visiting their ancestors on on the the uh, graveyards and having their Dinners with their deceased uh, uh, ancestors, and they were all coming back from these uh, events, and uh, uh, it's a very strange thing the, the, from a, from a sort of rational Swedish mind, you might say. Yeah,
0: it and, must um, have been. My God,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were skeletons hanging hanging from the light poles and all all these kind of things, <laughs> and I just <laughs> ended up here. Okay, this is it, and. Um, but anyway, I, I I also was from the beginning. I was intent on on visiting uh, the, the pyramids, Teotihuacan, uh, outside of Mexico City, and also then taking a third class train, uh, which was a different kind of experience as well. You know, a third class train in Mexico in 1979. I can imagine.
0: That, yeah. yeah. Did you speak full, Spanish? Full,
1: Well, somewhat Uh, I get by, and uh, but they were full of of pigs and uh, chickens, and uh, it was sort of a rolling department store because people came around and uh, you know people wanted to test clothes and uh, for sale, so to speak, and went into the (laughs) bathrooms to to, as a dressing room, and I mean it was just very different from from what I was used to, but anyway. Mexico is full of stories like that, and especially in those days and uh, But I really uh, uh, when I was traveling uh, further and further south, which took some time because this was a slow train um, it, then I, I just felt more and more connected to the people that I met, who were the uh, indians the the indigenous uh, Mexican peoples and then finally down also having encounters with, with the Maya who lived in, in the south of it. And it just, uh, the whole trip uh, lasted five weeks and it, it's
0: oh, that's it, a, it, it, a long, long trip, yeah
1: yeah i was there like a backpacker like a young backpacker and and i yeah. really felt uh, this is my spiritual home this is where my my purpose is this is my destiny or or something like that and i came back to stockholm to the laboratory quite happy having really felt something very very strongly that that i knew would later come to play a big role in, in my life and yeah. uh, sent So it stayed with me ever since. It took me maybe another 13 years until I left my scientific Career, but the the experience always stayed with me, and I actually think I was born with this kind of a mission. Um, well, and, uh, you
0: know a little bit more than that, and I interrupt you now only to say, you know, yesterday you sent me just the, uh, you know, I sent you an email, and you sent me a, a reply on as an email, and you know, even emails have energy, and then you had enclosed or it was enclosed. I mean, your photograph was enclosed, and I don't know. If, how much you know about me but i'm very spirit or very psychic and, and a medium so i can see energies and when i looked at yep. your photograph i saw mm-hmm. all those symbols around you uh, and uh-huh. i see symbols around people and say oh he is he's a maya he's a mayan uh, scientist he's lived that life before he's just continuing his old career do you feel it that way I- also
1: yeah, I guess. I, I, I and then you're just do, a
0: reincarnation yes. of an old Mayan scientist and you're continuing your, your path.
1: That's entirely possible, yes.
0: And of course, uh, maybe you cannot say so because you're a scientist, <laughs> but I can say so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I don't know. That's good. Yeah. Yes.
0: But this is just, uh, you know, and uh, I am used to uh, to you know reading a lot of people and uh, it, it's just not one of those things it's just the,
1: yeah.
0: with a higher consciousness this is what the world is going to be able to read with time also so yeah. uh, but this is so interesting with the Mayans uh, we believe most of us that the Mayans don't exist anymore they're all kind of gone of this from this earth but what I understand they still are around, aren't they? There are millions of them.
1: Yes, it is a somewhat of a strange thing, especially when you go down there in the area uh, um, in southern Mexico and Guatemala, where you know they they always talk about. Um, uh, the Maya in, in in the past sense, the Maya did and the Maya were and, and so forth. Yeah. And, and yet there, there, is, there are millions of people there that uh, are Mayans or, or uh, direct descendants of these Maya. And there is, in Guatemala, I'm sure there is at least a million people who speak these languages without even knowing Spanish. So, But they don't – the funny thing is that I think partly because of a lot of suppression that's been there, they don't always think of themselves as Mayan. They don't really – quite make the connection that they are uh, the descendants of the people that built these pyramids, so who developed these calendars and so forth. Of course, the more enlightened ones of them know this connection, but, but there's a lot of people there who, who, who do not really see that and, and are not, have not been uh, uh, told about it, really.
0: Yeah, but how could it be? You have now the Mayans of today, and they, I believe they are farmers and, you know, regular, simple people. Uh, how yeah. come that they, so way back, could have this very high culture and be so good well, at reading the skies and everything that was?
1: <laughs> well, um, that's, what, that's really what my book is all about, um, that... Uh, <clears throat> the the human civilization is uh, developed by certain creation waves that really is what the Mayan calendar system is constituted by and these creation waves mean that uh, pretty much any civilization at least in the past 5,000 years have had its uh, upturn and its downturn there's been ups and downs and uh, um, so they had their height of a special kind of, of culture in the first millennium after Christ. But then um, you might say, yes, they survived and they continued to live and so forth, but they they were not a, a culture on the edge, you might say. They They no longer built pyramids. They abandoned a lot of their... Uh, previous advances and uh, um, that, that's, uh, that's probably true for a lot of other cultures if, we, if you actually study them uh, it's, it's a wave movement of civilization yeah. and, uh, but isn't that
0: odd that we were, more, we were smarter before and then now we're getting dumber and dumber and uh, <laughs> isn't that the case <laughs> we're not well, using our abilities right
1: yeah, it's, I I would say that it's more like we're getting smarter in certain ways and getting dumber in other ways. And they were smarter in certain ways, but they were also dumber in other ways that we are more advanced. So I I wouldn't I, I you can't well it seems so far humanity has not been able to be everything at at one time, so to speak. That's how I look about yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, your book now, the new book coming out, is the first part of, of a trilogy. I mean, you have two more books coming, and this book yeah. now, the Global Mind uh, and the Rise of Civilization, a novel, a novel, what is it? A novel theory of our origins. And very much in this book, you're talking about the evolution of consciousness. And if I say consciousness, people don't really know what consciousness, what it is. What is consciousness?
1: No, that, it is a very uh, hard thing to talk about. And it, uh, you might say the book is really about the evolution of the human mind, and which is easier to talk about than consciousness. Okay. What but is
0: mind? If we go back to saying mind, um, what is mind? Uh, well that's something you know you sit and discuss at dinner tables of what is mind you know everyone is coming up with ideas what is your take on what is a human mind well
1: I I think it's a it's a completely original uh, way of looking at it and that's why I've called this the paradigm shift trilogy that it's a fundamentally new way of, of looking at it and it, the mind is really not something that comes from the brain. It's not created by our brains. The mind is uh, uh, really global in nature. There is a global mind that you might say we we download and we put ourselves in resonance with with this global mind, and then. As we have downloaded this or a part of this global mind, we will have an individual mind. And this mind is something that, uh, organizes uh, uh our reality it it gives structure to reality it makes us uh be able to analyze reality to count to think to talk to uh, to write and uh, and many of these other other things and so um, it's really something that in a sense serves very much to separate uh, it separates us from uh, reality, because it and it separates reality in different kind of categories and concepts and uh, uh, and so forth. So in this sense, it's it's somewhat of an opposite, I would say, to consciousness, which is more. Uh, um, it's it's harder to to uh, to really. I think it's so basic that it can't be uh, described really. But I would say that. Uh, uh um consciousness is that which the mind compartmentalizes and uh, uh, so the the things the mind and consciousness are are in my way of uh, working with it and uh, uh, as the book describes they they are they are not the same thing it, it's uh, um, mm-hmm. the the mind has this kind of a separating ability that that's not what we associate with with consciousness yeah.
0: so um, no this, so, because it comes up so much now after Well, I think the first time, you asked me in the beginning here before we started the show if we had met, because you and I appeared at the same conference, I believe, here in Stockholm, a two-day conference. And uh, I was wondering myself if I had met you, because you made your talk on one day, but I appeared the next day. And uh, Uh I saw your name there, and I was wondering, did I meet you there? But I don't think we did. But we've heard at the same conference talk about the paradigm shift. So uh, this is interesting. And by the way, Mm -hmm. where are you right now?
1: I'm in Santa Fe in in, in New Mexico. And uh, here's a nice temperature. I would place it maybe at 20, 25 centigrade and uh, that's (laughs) Oh, that's <laughs>
0: perfect. <laughs> the deck 20 degrees, I'm, you know. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> telling you that
1: because you told me what the temperature was yes. Yeah. Okay. So, and of but course I mean
0: Santa now Fe- Santa Fe you are closer to your um, to your um, uh, Mayan culture, aren't you?
1: Yes, and it's it's a big part of it. I mean, uh, this is a wonderful cultural city for one thing, but, it also yeah, no, but strong- it's also has these drugs... Strong, strong Native American influences and the strong Mexican influences, and both of those are very much part of what has been part of my life. So the, the, yeah. it really makes a lot of sense to be here.
0: So you're busy writing your next books right now, are you?
1: Well, not really. Uh, I'm I'm working with uh, other projects in uh, making a new uh, calendar. Uh, that I will be releasing maybe in in the beginning of the fall and uh, but I'm planning to start seriously writing the the, the other books only uh, in the beginning of the fall um, and much of it is already written but it all has to be reorganized uh, and so yeah. forth so okay. so,
0: so yeah. that's good now go back to the pyramids and uh, understand that pyramids all over the world uh, when were they built and for what purpose and in what places i mean all that you know i'm interested in pyramids like i think most people are why do they exist uh, why are is the shape like that um uh, what what what's the purpose and then suddenly they stopped building them and and why you know tell me a little about pyramids
1: oh okay Yes that's a fascinating subject and yeah. really uh, it's on the front page the uh, the satellite photograph of uh, the great pyramid at giza um which incidentally shows that um the this pyramid is not as you normally think of it just four sided square it's actually when you look upon it from above it's uh, it's eight sided uh, and um uh, th- that connects a lot to uh why it was built i would say it also connects us very much to mm, to the mayan calendar uh, and uh, so um uh, basically um this book the first book in the trilogy it it starts with uh, looking at when were pyramids built um and uh, it really comes to the conclusion that uh, the first pyramids are built uh, at the time of the beginning of the so-called long count of the Maya, which is 3,100 years before Christ, approximately. And it was this uh, so-called long count that supposedly would end then in, in 2012. And uh, uh, but, but what's interesting then is, is really that... Um, Before that point in time, uh, archaeologists have confirmed no pyramids, but then Quite soon after this shift point, which the Mayan calendar is, describes a series of shift points, the, we find that pyramids were built not only in Egypt, but at the same time also in, in Peru and in, in Mongolia. And we have oh. a, a lo- lot of things coming up in that, that civilized societies are popping up exactly at this particular point in time. Is and there an explanation for that? Well, my Why explanation they is at the
0: same time.
1: Yeah. Well, part of it is that the mind is global, as I said. So what what happened was that the global mind underwent a shift, and when the global mind shifts, we as individuals, wherever we are living, are able to download that new global mind, and and that changes our entire perspective. And in this case what what the ancient Mayan descriptions inscriptions says about this particular time is that it was a it says that the first father, what we would call God probably, the first father erected the world tree which is on our planet, the world tree is the the polar axis essentially. And it it sort of activated that and uh, partitioned the world in eight directions. So uh, the way I explain this and uh, provide a lot of uh, substantiating evidence for is that what this means is that people downloaded a mind that was divided in, in the, in, in, uh, according to straight lines. And uh, um, so for the first time then, we see that uh, people start to manifest straight lines on the planet. You don't really have any straight lines before the, the pyramid, or you don't have any uh, uh, straight lines before the beginning of the Mayan long count, and so. Um, you mean it, it, uh, straight
0: lines like longitudes and latitudes, like that, or what? Straight that's lines? part of
1: it that's yeah. part of it but all kinds of straight lines i mean mm-hmm. if you look at the pyramids they are amazing long straight lines and you don't have that uh, previously but it's also as you're saying the alignment with the four directions and so the the pyramid at, at giza is is has an astounding precision in pointing to the north pole and that's from where of course, According to the Mayan inscription written much later that the, this eight this partitioning, the straight lines, uh, would emanate. So some kind of this metaphysical uh, grid of, of perpendicular lines was activated at that particular time. And so, as a result, wherever people were, they were able to download and, and resonate with this and uh, this would explain something that we, we uh, that's been a little bit mysterious, namely why. Partly, why so many ancient megaliths and so many uh, buildings and structures from old times, why they had these alignments with the four directions, which uh, yeah. is not obvious to us, and it also explains why it 's so important today still with the ceremonies for by indigenous peoples and Native American peoples to. Honor the four directions. You will turn to the north, to the west, and east, and south, and so forth, and, and honor the power of each of these directions. And this is because it was the alignment with these four directions that originally created the human mind and uh, so the mind doesn't come from the brain it's created by the earth and we but we who are living on, on the earth we are able to download it and as we do we are creating completely new things aspects of our of our civilization
0: goodness so that is this, very very uh, big time i think to to hear that what you're saying yeah, the, yeah. you know the origin of the mind yes it really is so well, yeah. now the the pyramids, uh, you said, they point north, but was north the same at that time as it is today? I thought yes. the poles had switched location location a little well, bit.
1: Well, the electromagnetic poles have shifted around a lot, but the Egyptian pyramids point to true north, the the polar axis, and that's uh-huh. that's never shifting. So, yes, they, they, they point to true north.
0: So, um, I didn't think about that. There were two different poles, you know, one of that was electromagnetic and one was the true north. And the true north yeah. never switches, even if the other one does. So, what do you feel about the climate changes? Do you feel there is a climate change? And do you feel that has anything to do uh, with what's seen in the Mayan calendar? <laughs>
1: Um well I I I think there is a climate change. I don't know if it's, there's anybody who, who doesn't think it's a climate change, but there are some I know a people who group in
0: America, they don't believe it.
1: <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. Well, they're
0: political the one side of the political uh, yeah. world yeah. in America. Yeah. So. Well
1: um but uh, so personally, yes, I think there's a climate change, and and I do think also that um, that it's um, man-made to a large extent. But this is not my own knowledge. This is just what I have gathered yeah. from what other people are saying, and of course, but of course, you can't uh, fail to uh, to notice that something is going on. Um, no, well, I wouldn't say that. Yes. Yeah. the second part of the question is this somehow in the Mayan calendar Uh, no I would say not Um, it's uh, um, what's in the Mayan calendar is uh, a lot of factors uh, partly coming from the human mind that has allowed us to create the kind of civilization that we have and uh, uh, then uh, you might say also maybe to ignore the consequences that that this has um, has had on our planet at large. Uh, um, that I would say, but but no, I, I could not. You know, there is no prophecy, as far as I know, that would tell about um, uh, cl- um, uh, climate change from the past.
0: So, well, I think people probably are interested in knowing if the Mayan calendar has kind of prophecy except for that we are going to change our openness or our awareness of, of, of the world. Uh, that the consciousness is going to open up. The yes, collective the,
1: consciousness. Yes. Yes. It's it's all part of this um, how the global mind is changing, so to speak, because we change with it, and um, uh, that's that's really why why it's possible to sort of chart the past of humanity based on the Mayan calendar is that it, it changes the the global mind that that undergoes shifts with the Mayan calendar it shifts and when we resonate with that global mind our ways of perceiving reality our ways of of seeing reality ch- changes and as that changes we will create a different kind of external reality as well it's sort of the I, principle of anything, as,
0: yeah does will this have anything to do with the time uh, is time going faster now? Uh, will it go faster? Yeah, I feel it goes faster myself. But I'm getting older, so as we get older, time is going faster. But tell me about this with the time uh, that time is kind of speeding up a little bit. Do you have this in your book?
1: Yes, I. I... Well, not in the new one, but I have it in the old ones, and uh, it's really that uh, the, the, the universe is created by these nine waves, and uh, um, they, they, they used to be symbolized by the Maya, by their nine storied pyramids. So, so that uh, you might say that uh, when you climb one of these pyramids, you climb climbed nine levels. And, so, uh, and each of these waves uh, uh, that are symbolized by the, the levels of the pyramid, uh, each of these waves develops according to a certain frequency. And so when you climb one step, the frequency will increase 20 times Um yeah. what that means is that the, the rate of change as it happens on, on, on the earth and in human life increases 20 times, fold and so we, we, we we've one step up, up, and up, and the the highest frequency was and this is really the most important aspect of the shift that that is now taking place is that the highest level the highest level of, of consciousness on on the pyramid it, it, it was activated in in the year two thousand and eleven, and since then. Wow. A new wave uh, that, that really uh, generates what you might call unity consciousness uh, has been uh, going through our planet and will continue to do so. So th- the, there will not be any further acceleration of time. Uh, when we came to that level in 2011, the, the highest level of change uh, um, was was attained, but it will continue, and uh, uh-huh. uh, this, this
0: is a uh, uh, this is a um, yeah no this one no, you say first I thought you said we will not time will not speed up anymore, but then you said yes. it will continue so um,
1: yeah it continue at the same frequency
0: meaning at the same that it won't say okay
1: yes. But pre- well, well, I'm happy it
0: will not, because otherwise, you know, <laughs> yeah. we will not live very yeah. long here on Earth.
1: <laughs> no, no, right. It, it sets certain demands on you to to go yeah. along with this.
0: So, um, and I'm looking here more at the uh, what what is uh, on your sheets here. Uh, talk about Novak's arc and. Uh, how is that uh, somewhere included in your book about Novak's art? Well, it is.
1: Uh, yes, it is, very much, um, I would say, because it really comes back to the, uh, the things I just talked about when it comes to the pyramids, uh, the first straight uh, lines. And... Uh, um, so, I have another explanation. I look upon it more like a a, a metaphor for what happened on the level of consciousness uh, five thousand years ago and uh, um, to, to begin with i 'd like to make the parallel with the Egyptian pyramids uh, that are built at that particular time when the Mayan long count began. So what the Egyptians themselves said was that this, the pyramids were supposed to um, be uh, reflections of the primordial mound that emerged from the expanse of water that had existed before. So um, the, what I look upon it is that the pyramids with their straight lines, they are reflections of the downloading of the human mind, and that when people were able to uh, uh, download the mind, they were were no longer living in that kind of a floating, shamanic kind of state of consciousness that they had been in before uh, the beginning of the long count. And uh, I, I'm proposing that, that um, the idea of uh, Noah and his ark is, is really about the same thing, because... So
0: the, there was the, no ark, there was no uh, water, and there were no animals. Uh, it was just symbolic and a metaphor.
1: I would say so. And,
0: uh, yeah. and
1: uh, you know, the Bible really talks about this as a new creation and that 's exactly what the Maya said about what happened at this time. what the Egyptians said happened it was a new diva, divine creation and there, so i have I have expanded on this in, in the book, but I just you know the why else would he have been told to be build a, a ship a, an ark that was rectangular um, if it wasn't just for this reason that when it landed, then the new mind with its perpendicular lines and the straight lines and so forth would would be part of the new creation and how people related. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Makes the, sense. The yeah. origin yeah, and the original uh, myth that I think Noah's Ark is, is based on is from uh, Mesopotamia, and in that, that the, the same thing is uh, comes back, or it's even stronger because the the boat then was like a cubic form; it was even more close. Clearly, uh, uh, lined up as as a perpendicular structure. Uh, Life—it was a new, it was literally speaking a new creation that happened when people got a mind with straight lines and uh, and uh, structure and so forth. And I believe this is what uh, the Ark of Noah symbolises.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense to me. And of course in general people like to take everything so literally they take it letter by letter if you say water and flood they believe just exactly that and uh, i speak myself the metaphors uh, very very much and uh, i find it hard for it's hard for people to really understand it you know as a metaphor many times but we know all about We heard about the ark so long, and uh, we also have the ark. Now there is another thing I want to speak about, the tree of life. Mm -hmm. Uh, How um, is that connected with the Mayan uh, culture and the calendar? Well,
1: uh, the tree of life is... Yes, well, the tree of life is, is, um, is the basis for the Mayan calendar, you might say. But as you know, it's not only a Mayan thing, it's a symbol uh, or or, or, uh, an understanding of reality that's shared all all over the world. And um, in in Scandinavia, Yggdrasil was the huge ash that was at the center of of the universe, and uh, so so i i think it's correct to say that the tree of life uh, which of course is also in the bible um is is, um, uh, is a very very widespread myth and uh, the question is what what does it really what is it really about um and uh, um, you know, since we're both Swedish, we may go back to um, uh, Swedenborg, um, who had the view that uh, the, the tree of the tree of knowledge of, of good and evil, which is really like an aspect mm-hmm. of, of the tree of life in the Bible, he he said, this is the human mind. And I'm saying the the same thing, except that today we have so much uh, factual knowledge to base ourselves upon that that it can actually be be put into uh, proof. Um, But the tree of life is, is I I would say, essentially a perpendicular structure that exists at many, many levels of the universe and creates order. uh, And... uh, it's a, it's it's a quite an interesting uh, very recent finding uh, that was published in uh, nature magazine which is uh, mm-hmm. the most pres- the most prestigious of all uh, scientific journals published in, in in london um where they have done a computer simulation of the uh, the universe at its largest scale and they they say this is the most uh, advanced co- uh, computer simula- uh, simulation of the evolution of, of galaxies and so forth that over the past uh, f- 15 billion years that has ever been made. And uh, um, I, I have a qu- quoted on this uh, on my website. Um, and what they uh, what they find then is that on the larger scale it looks like the universe is organised. Around a, 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 a large tree, they call it the cosmic mm-hmm. tree. Now, yeah. the funny thing with these guys then are they—they they are, of course, hardcore scientists, and they don't—they just think this is a curiosity, like an accident. Oh, it's an accident. Funny, it's a—it's a tree, but. The fact is that this is what all ancient peoples were were saying and and it's only now that you know the the evidence in terms of of these kind of studies are catching up really with with what probably the ancient peoples would uh, just intuitive or or intuit and and, um, uh, see the connection that on the largest scale the universe is organized around a tree and then it's just not a one level of the, this tree of life. The tree exists, you know, in the center of the galaxy. the And the, you might say the polar axis of our planet is a tree. And you might say uh, we ourselves are, are really reflections of the tree of life. Every human is, a, is, is built, modeled upon that basic structure and, and so forth. Um okay. But... Uh, it's really also the basis of the Mayan calendar, the basis of the four directions, and, and uh, um, it's, it's a very interesting ancient symbolism that now we mm-hmm. may be beginning to understand really what it is.
0: Well, I myself have a very, very strong connection to trees, spending so much time in the forests of West Sweden in Värmland, and really... Uh, connecting with trees in a way that people usually don't do. And trees, uh, if you just look at trees in nature, they communicate with each other, they communicate with the ground, they communicate with the animals. And I believe uh, even people, you know, the Mayans would have known the trees as something very special. They're not just dead beings, they are alive and and they communicate and they have even souls. And I tell my clients to go out and hug a tree many times. Yeah. And uh, even put their heart to the tree. And it gives them a certain kind of experience. And I know in my paintings, when I just sit and receive inspiration, it always starts with a part of a tree. And I always say, this is the tree yeah. of life. And after that tree of life, I get the whole picture. I get more Uh, inspiration coming in so trees are the minds knew it that trees are not just nothing they are part of the universe in in a big way I believe
1: yeah yeah
0: so yeah uh, Yeah. talking about orbs I have seen orbs if this is what you are meaning uh, with orbs I was in uh, this was some years ago and I was in uh, Arizona hiking with a friend and we spent the evening there even and waiting for the stars to come out and I think they're sitting up on the rocks and I think he fell asleep and I just kept on watching the trees below me and I saw those big balls of light just popping out from among the trees were these orbs and they were Uh dancing around and moving around and they came towards me And I asked the locals what they were, and they said, oh, those are the light bulbs, they're orbs, and stay away from them. (laughs) But, um, you know, I I kind of didn't want them to come too close to me, so they disappeared. But then I saw them again, and that time, they were green, and they actually came there more as as support and help to me. Am I talking about the same thing you are kind of going to talk about?
1: Yeah, I think so. I I mean, I, I... I'm you know, I've seen mostly on photographs. I don't think I've ever seen let's see with a naked eye if I've seen it, but uh, um but on, on In fact on, I had an
0: orb it, appear I had orbs appear when I did a lecture somewhere and people took a picture and I have that picture of yeah. those pictures somewhere. Yeah. So evidently yeah. they can yeah. be anywhere. I'd like to know more. Yeah. What are they? Well
1: <laughs> well, I would say that these are these are things that appear when um, uh, uh, I would say, especially a new mind is downloaded. They, these are um, you might say these are the bringers of the mind, um, and they are uh, divine in in nature. And uh, I think they are um, they are really the same as in ancient times were portrayed as winged discs in, in uh, uh, many ancient civilizations um so they 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 are they are basically coming um uh they're bringing the mind um that's that's what i would would say um thank. And and when we merge with them, so to speak, then we download the mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now um, civilizations have been coming and going uh, all over the world. Uh, what caused them to just rise? We talked about that. What caused them to fall and disappear and go under the earth, so to speak? What What's been happening on our planet? And what about all those? large mammals that suddenly also just disappeared so much has been going on on our earth and uh, we really don't know Uh, are the Mayans in in any way kind of contributing to knowledge that can they tell us
1: well I mean yeah most of these things are I, I do discuss them in, in this book, and I think they're fairly easy to explain by these wave movements of, uh, uh, of creation that that, uh, that is shaping our reality, shaping our world, shaping our mind primarily, and secondly, shaping the kind of worlds and civilizations that we are creating ourselves uh, outside of ourselves. Um, I, I think this is... Uh, it's it's uh it's very it 's just mostly that people don't know the existence of the mayan calendar and if they knew the existence of the mayan calendar, they would be able to see um, how history aligns with it whether it 's about the uh, disappearance of the large mammals ten thousand years ago or or the more recent uh, uh, rise and falls of, of civilizations. They they uh, they they very closely align with these shifts in the calendar, in these waves of creation that uh, that uh, develop the Earth. You might say um, mm-hmm. it's just mostly that they they're unknown to people, and uh, so, so they're not looking at it from that perspective, but. Uh,
0: well, it's unknown because uh, we seem to be uh, not focusing on that kind of information. And I think society yeah. doesn't really see to it that we get that kind of information either. We're supposed to be brainwashed in a different direction. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, that, that is true. For the most part, that is true.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm a little strong on these ones that I know that I feel that my awareness is is increasing and I look at the newspaper in the morning and I see those crazy things happening and the the lack of knowledge in the management of the world. Uh, What do you feel about our civilization right now? Where is it heading? Uh, Anything that... uh, we can learn from the Mayan calendar or anything that uh, they have predicted or is it in any way written <laughs> in the calendar?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think it's uh, one thing that I think is fairly obvious and we'll see more of it is that it, it is now the eastern hemisphere that is becoming stronger at the expense of the west, so to speak. And Actually, this will that's continue... Good, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's good, but it's happening. Well, you know, I feel
0: away. the Eastern philosophy is kind of uh, what where we are going now, isn't it? Well,
1: maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. But anyway, that is one aspect that the nations, you know, the, the East is, is more and more will take over in, in the time ahead. But uh, I would also expect that uh, there is uh, some serious downfall of of what we call modern civilization on a a fairly short term, I would say, Um, and uh, maybe a collapse of the uh, American dollar is is coming in not too far away, and uh, so it will be uh I, I would expect that a lot of things that we have taken for granted um, may not be there in, in a couple of years uh, from wow. now. Yeah, and,
0: uh, that sounds scary. And, um, mm-hmm. What's that?
1: Yeah, so that sounds a little scary. Yes, it's that a lot of things it, that are a little scary. might happen. Yeah, it, it's a, a lot of things that are a little scary with this, and, and uh, mm, but then, uh, as I mentioned, also there is the activation of the ninth wave, which is the one that brings unity consciousness, and, and so, um, which means uh, a new possibilities to to recreate a new. Um, I don't know if civilization will be the word, but recreate a new way of relating to the divine, a new way of relating to one another, and a new way of relating to uh, to nature. Uh, Because all of these relationships depend on the nature of our mind. And uh, um, so... The, 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 the so i a couple of things then are are really so the way i look upon it on a fairly short term pointing to uh some very very serious uh, difficulties for um uh, for our modern civilization um and uh, what people will do then i you know will be depending very much on on what their own frames of understanding are and so forth, but uh, I, I would say that the best way uh, is to develop their uh, connection to the divine, um, and and which is the same thing as downloading the ninth wave, you might say, and uh, that through that gai- gain the the um, um, the guidance uh, uh, to re- uh, recreate the world uh, um, based on, on that uh, uh, unity consciousness uh, that's how i look upon it and uh, um i think this is a fairly short term uh, thing that, that uh, um, it's it's more like the, the you know it's, it's not like there was no shift in, in 2011. In the 2012 date is just a miscalculation uh, calculation. It was actually yeah. in the late 2011, but that doesn't really matter so much at this point. But uh, uh, it's not that there wasn't a shift. The shift was there, but the shift is metaphysical, and when it, the, the shift is so. Profound. It takes some time until it starts to to manifest, and uh, the question then is really when exactly when all these shifts uh, that, that the Mayan calendar uh, went through then when exactly when they start to manifest. And uh, I I'm, I'm I would think in the in the latter part of the, uh, this year we will we will really see more more clear. Um, uh, manifestations of, of this particular shift the shift was there it's just that they yeah. it's not,
0: Well, I believe it was there and uh, yeah. only because the world didn't fall apart you know that's why people feel it wasn't yeah. happening Right. so um, yeah but it was just but, like an inner shift I would say now yes, exactly. really, as, yeah although we all belong to a collective here uh, on earth everything is a, there's a collective consciousness and so on, but the humans still have our individually different states and qualities, don't yes. we? Each one.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. And it's also that there There's so much to say here, but our you know our intention at this moment and any moment but as I said, there is now a new possibility in the ninth wave that for us to download a new mind that has never been downloadable before. Uh, uh, our what? intention to do that and yeah. intention to move into this kind of unity consciousness plays a crucial role. You know, for those that don't ha- have that intention, it will not happen, I think, or, um, yeah, something like that. So we have a choice in, in how we relate to this, these waves, but we do not have any control of sort of the large-scale plan of how the different waves will will affect our, uh, our Earth. Uh, but we have a choice in how we relate to them. Uh, that's all I mm-hmm. can say.
0: Yeah, well, that's good enough. And I think that would be the end. This hour has gone by very fast. We have been on the air for, for an hour. <laughs> so thank <laughs> you so much, Carl Kalman. And, again, your book, The Global Mind and the Rise of Civilization. I believe you can buy it anywhere. And, of course, you can can. get it on Amazon. But you can buy it anywhere in any bookstore or order it if it's not in stock.
1: Yes. Yes. So that should be
0: wonderful. Yeah. For how long has it been out?
1: Oh, for it's about six weeks, I think.
0: Oh, okay. It's almost brand new. Wonderful.
1: So So I recommend to
0: everyone, you know, to me, this is very interesting stuff. And having looked at the material, this is interesting. You really should go and buy the book, everyone, (laughs) starting (laughs) today. (laughs) So thank you so very much, uh, Dr. Cameron, for being on the show. I was very appreciative. I loved having you with me, and maybe we will leave meet somewhere on, on our path. i hope so i yeah. hope so, so it was great thank seeing you. you thank you so much carl for being here with me goodbye goodbye Bye-bye. and everyone out there you can contact me through speaking to your or activale.com so thank you again world for being with me at this time it was a great thing and I will be with you very soon. I would like you to uh, uh, send me questions because uh, one of the next shows will be just answering questions. And I know looking at the numbers, people like that. They like to hearing the questions. So any kind of weird or not so weird question, please send it to me at activeveil.com. You can just look at my email on the homepage. Activeveil or speaking to your heart. SpeakingToYourHeart.com is my uh, homepage. So thank you again, world. Have a wonderful, wonderful time. Goodbye.